eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we have 10 minutes left on this here podcast. Take command is the name of said podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Greg Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform or the one you're listening to right now. For some reason, right now, Logan, folks will be listening on their second favorite podcast platform. I don't know why they do that, <laughs> but wherever you're listening, wherever you want to listen to us, we're there and you should subscribe. Uh, so here's what we want to do with these last 10 minutes of the podcast. Let's go through, let's pick like three guys. Okay. Studs, and I don't want to go like studs and duds because that feels harsh duds. on the dud side of it. But it's the third uh, but day guy, guys, yeah, uh, guys that have performed well. Guys, we'll, we'll use the term growth opportunities. Guys that have growth opportunities. Uh, right. Let's start off with with the guys who have stood out. And and in fact, let's even before we get that, you can tell me which guy which category this guy goes in. We have to talk about the quarterback. It's Carson yeah. Wentz's first time putting on a Commanders uniform. Uh, he's out there. He's taking the one reps. How did he look last week? Yeah, so I'm going to say he looked good. He looked really good. He looked really crisp. I think, obviously, the fact that they were doing – so they do this thing at the end of all the practices where they were calling it from the sideline. So that means the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, Scott, has the mic. He's calling the play, and they're doing live substitutions. And as you know, after covering the team for a long time, that's not something yeah. you usually see till way down the road. Now, teams are trying to get to that earlier in their offseason, but to do that the first day and Carson look like he had a mastery of it, I think speaks to the way he's been hitting the playbook, which is great. And then, obviously, the, the ball velocity, his mastery. Like, there was an error in one of the other groups. Um, I want to say Taylor Heine, he was in there, and Taylor knew it right away. But um, Carson, like, walked over to Scott and, like, pointed at something. Like, obviously, he had identified it, too, right? So he's dialed in. Mm-hmm. He looked good, looked sharp. I thought there was two or three throws uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of last week where I thought he didn't see the defense well. He threw a pick on one. Uh, but again, in terms of, well, I probably probably had maybe 30 or 40 throws over the first three days. I'd say three were, you know, maybe misreads, and all the other ones look pretty crisp. The ball comes out of his hand nice. He's got nice chemistry with Jahan. I thought Jahan looked outstanding, you know, just from a route running nuance standpoint. We talked about that a lot when, when they, after, in our draft recap show. And they seem to have nice chemistry, and even though he's throwing absolute laser beams, Jahan's got those incredibly soft hands. So I think he looked really good. I think fans should be optimistic. Again, there's always room for implosions and mental stresses and all that kind of thing. But in terms from physical a physical tool standpoint and just a guy who seems to be dialed in, I think you should feel good. And I think they haven't had a quarterback like this in here probably since Kirk 
cousins like and i think he's yeah. way Dep- physically... depends on how you grade alex out at that yeah. point in his career and yeah. obviously we know what ultimately happens with alex but yeah from sure. like a physical tool standpoint even like it's like you almost got to go back to rg3 like his arm is just a different level and that's fantastic and i think that's why you paid him 28 million bucks is is for this upside and this upgrade so yes good stud yeah. maybe stud ish uh- Stud, stud, and let's 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 double click on Jahan real quick. Uh, yeah. Do you see? Here's my big question with him. He's barely six feet tall. Yeah, but plays but plays a lot bigger on tape. If you watch his college stuff, yes. can you see that at the NFL level already? So he looks small on the field, and he's not a big man. But I mean, golly, he is. I don't. He's probably the best route runner on the offense right now, and I don't use that lightly. Terry's not here. Um, Curtis is not the most polished route runner. And so Jahan just comes out there and is looking very, very crisp right out the gate. Like he had a route on the second day where he's running a, a big out. So like a 12 yard outcut, kind of a corner ish type route versus man off man coverage. So he stems in, it looks like he's running a high cross. So going across the ball, across the formation, he gets up mm-hmm. the, the, the Bobby McCain weaves to match. He does a little double stick at the top. Bobby breaks on the double stick and he comes out. Like why the amount of space he created was just brilliant. You know, that's something you see from vets. And so the fact he's doing that out the gate is pretty good. Um, he does have a huge catch radius for a small guy, right? Like Carson put one like kind of up, up and behind and he just jumped up and there wasn't anybody around him because the route was so good, but jumped up contorted and made it look like an easy catch. So he does have like this nice body control. I didn't really see him open it up the way I wanted to. It was wet the first day, second day, Again, like his get-off's not great, but I, sometimes he's doing it for timing because it just he's thinking about routes in that really high level. So I would also say stud. I want to see, again, I want to see a little bit more um, just from like a, a movement standpoint, but from a route running, catching the ball standpoint, which is things he did really well in college, stud. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a couple more offensive guys real quick. Uh, The guards, we were talking a little bit pre-show. You said those guys, you were surprised. You were a little... I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up your guy, Curtis Samuel. Again, this is a quick note, right? Lining up in the backfield. Lining up in the backfield as a running back at this point in the OTAs. Getting jet sweeps, lots of screens. Kind of that Swiss Army knife, Debo Samuel piece that I think we've all been waiting for and wanting to see. So, again, I think that's... Again, for them to be doing that now is very, very exciting. Guards. Yeah, and I think, by the way, it's telling of something that I thought all year last year. They wanted to have this be a large part of their offense, yeah. and they never figured they could do it without Curtis, and that's a that's like a different debate of whether that was a good move or not. Like, if that's yeah. such an important part of your offense, you got to figure out someone else who can do right. that stuff, but um, I think that is a large part of what they want to do. Like, they want to major in using Curtis Samuel as either a decoy or as a weapon with the ball in his hands in right. a variety of ways. All right, uh, the guards. Uh, speaking of former Carolina guys, yeah. uh, at least at least in a couple of cases, uh, what what do you see from them? Because, you know, you said you were a little nervous watching some of their, yeah. their tape that these guys might have been at the end of the road and yeah. th- this might have been Ron falling in love with guys who, who he saw a lot of years ago play really well for him. 
but you were impressed. Uh, with, yeah. With the so, cards. I mean, obviously three days of OTAs, you know, it's not like there's a huge sample size, but I will say that, sure. you know, Norwell, Turner, they really, really, really understand what they're trying to do from an offensive run game standpoint. And they're athletic enough in the past game that make you think, oh, okay, they're, it's not, it's not passed them by yet. Now they're not getting all these bull rushes. They're not in pads, all that stuff. But, you know, just as an example, they're running a tight zone left and they do this thing in this, in this run scheme where they're always pointing it plus one, right? So instead of pointing it to the actual mic where most teams would point the run game, they would point it to the will. So everyone, all the double teams get really, really flat. But these guys, because they've been in the system before and they understand how it works, they understand that if that's running away and that, that player's vacating, we can now start bouncing back on double teams, which creates tremendous seams. It's almost like this poetry. It's great. Like, and they both get it. Their eyes are there, and all of a sudden they're snapping back, and then all of a sudden Turner's in a double team with Cosme on the, on the pinching four technique, right? That is a huge running hole, and then he's working to the safety. And then the, the Will linebacker's unblocked, even though that's who they targeted. So seeing this kind of final form of the run game kind of made me go, oh, well, maybe this is the value add of getting these older guys in here who've been in the system before because they get it. They understand how this works, right? If you can't get there, don't chase it. Let's bounce these back. And I've never really seen anything like that in the run game. So that's kind of cool having guys across the board who are athletic, athletic enough and understand mentally enough to kind of get there. And I had a conversation with John Allen in between meetings the other day. And he said, man, they've been outstanding to work against. And he said he feels like they're getting him better. You know, they're both like kind of former Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl alternate type guys. So they have a lot of tricks. And that's always cool when the O-line and D-line can kind of elevate each other, which is which is fantastic. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, by the way, running back standing out. Uh, you love yeah. what you've seen from the rookie so far. Yeah, the rookie's fantastic. I mean, Gibson's looked really good, too. He looks like he's really hit the weight room hard, very thick in the lower half. I, I'm excited to see what he's going to be. But also, I think uh, Brian Robinson, again, like one of the things that stands out to you about him on tape is his vision and his ability to make blockers right. So, like, just as an example, like if I'm, if I'm a blocking tight end or I'm playing fullback and I'm leading up on the safety, I'm trusting that the back is going to press my back, the back of my body, long enough that the, that the safety has to run right into me. Because I'm not athletic enough to like dance with that guy in space and, and block him. So mm-hmm. Brian Robinson understands that really well. You'll see him kind of on inside zone. He'll work right, work right, shoulders stay in square, shoulders stay in square. And then at the last possible second, he'll work back to the cut block. And he's just a big physical guy. He's got outstanding feet in the short area. I think he's going to be a really nice <clears throat> value add. Again, three OTA practices, so don't get too carried away. I'm talking to myself here. But again, a big physical <laughs> dude with great feet and a guy that gets you excited for a guy who's going to hit a whole bunch of singles and doubles on first and second down and make that offensive line a better blocking surface and then can like bring that together with Turner and Norwell. That's, again, early on, but it's exciting. Considering how bad this team was in third down last year, and in large part because they often found themselves in third and terrible, yeah. uh, third and seven, third and ten, third and thirteen, a guy who can hit singles and doubles on first and second down right. is Big like, deal. that is that should be music to heavenly music to fans' ears. Um, let's wrap up with the tight end group, and we'll get to oh, the yeah. defense on Thursday's pod. Um, that way we can we can go long on some of the defense as opposed to trying to cram it all in now. Um, and also that gets you a couple extra days because there's, I, I will say, um, so the fans know, there's been some things like Cam Curl playing in the Buffalo Nickel and, yeah. and some guys in positions that you're like, hmm, 
I want to see if that lasts. So we'll have yep. another week of data to talk about the defense on Thursday's pod. But one, no Logan Thomas. Two, Antonio Gandy-Golden now in that group. Yep. And then you have the guys that I think everyone's kind of focused on for now, John Bates and, and on down. So uh, what have you seen from Bates? We'll start there because currently he is the top of the depth yes. chart. And then who else stood out beyond him? So Bates is just Mr. Consistent, right? You know, a guy who's not going to win with a ton of flash, not the fastest guy in the world, but excellent in the run game, and then catches the ball when you throw it to him. Got nice soft hands, and to me, perfect blocking Y. The problem with the offseason right now is that there's no F, right? They're, or they're auditioning people for F tight end. So you look at it and you say, well, who is it? And, you, you know, AGG's a converted wide receiver. I thought he had a slow start to the week, but they did two-minute. He looked really good as a two-minute tight end, and they had a, they kind of worked a play-action pass where he's running a high cross and was just able to run away from coverage in a way that most tight ends can't So and scored a touchdown, you know, touchdown in OTAs. You know how that looks. But, again, like, yeah. that's nice. Again, long way to go just from, like, a blocking and understanding angle standpoint. Um, not close, but you see enough – on that third day to go say because I was ready to write him off say there's no way he can do it but he's there's enough there that make you think maybe I think the guy to be really excited about the guy that had a nice first two days third day was okay is uh, Cole Turner looked really really good you know everyone Ron kept talking about his catch radius how good it was and you kind of say yeah he's a little stiff college DB he had a couple catches where it's like balls way behind him he's running like a dig or like across the middle a basic 12 yards and the defender's there. He reaches in front of the defender, spins, open up, and like that thing sticks to his gloves like glue. And you know that is why they brought him here is for that kind of stuff. And so they had a little miscue in the red zone on like a jerk route on the third day. But again, like that is what you're going to see from him: a six-six size matchup who can win with his body. And again, respect to this staff because this was not a good year for F tight end. So I thought there's no way they're going to go that way. They're going to go free agent. But I remember talking to one of the coaches, and he said, "Well." Guys who can win with their body are, are big advantages for us, and that's what Cole does. And I think he's I think he I don't want to say a lock, but as close as you're going to get to a lock to make this team and contribute as a as a, as a rookie right out the gate. Hodges, real quick, I know we got to get out of here, but Hodges is a guy that I like a ton. And then the third day, he played outstanding. He's big. He's six eight. He's got a thirty five inch vertical. He's been competing well in line. You can tell there's a little bit of mental gymnastics he's going through, but runs well in space, catches the ball really nicely. So all of a sudden, man, you've got three kind of freaky tall – and Rodgers, the kid from Ohio, he's he's probably the rawest, the most green of the group. But again, you've got three young dudes who are big, physical, athletic kind of freaks guys. And I've never been a part of a tight end room where I've looked at the bottom three and said, those guys can play football in the NFL at some point in their careers. And it's been three days, so everyone calm down, me included. But – those <laughs> those three guys, I think, make that group really interesting because right now, if you're if you're if you're signing a team today, Cole's on the team, uh, Hodges is on the team, and you feel pretty good about that, which is crazy to say, but and it's almost an upgrade over Sam East. Like it's it the room just got so interesting with those guys. Yeah, and that was that was the other guy I was wondering about is with Sam East, like still so raw, yeah, all that athletic talent. But now you have a bunch of some other guys that are kind of competing for similar spots. Yes. And so you hope that that competition raises the level in the room. Sounds like it is. And, and we'll see that uh, more as we go. All right. Speaking of as we go, Thursday, we will be back. Uh, yep. We will talk about the defense. And we will ha talk about what has transpired over the next couple of days of OTAs once they get back from the holiday. And uh, we might have John Kime, too. It would be so, great. What a pod, yeah, uh, what which a probably pod. means you, 
you should subscribe. Again, subscribe wherever you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, and we will see you then. For Logan, I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. This is Take Command from Odyssey Sports. Thank you.